in three, two, one. Hey, AfterBuzzers, thank you so much for tuning in to the Orphan Black After Show. Here at AfterBuzz TV tonight, we'll be discussing Season 4, Episode 4, From Instinct to Rational Control. Please stay tuned. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. So welcome, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the After Buzz After Show for Orphan Black. I am your host, Sam Davidson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SamD43. I have two very lovely ladies here hosting with me. Please introduce yourselves. Let us know if we can find you on the Twitter. Hey, I'm Kelly McInerney. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Holly Weirdo. Hey, I'm Dominique, and you can find me on Twitter at Dominique. Awesome. And of course, guys, don't forget to follow AfterBuzz TV at AfterBuzz TV on everything. Uh, Joelle is on the live chat. So, yes. chat. Say hey. Yo, say Lucas, hi. We love Lucas Farlow, why'd you miss last week's episode? Huh? That's your show. Yeah, Kelly, why'd you miss last week's episode? <laughs> I had to do a show. Call out the Stand-up show. We, you know, got a lot of important things to do. We're all here this week except for Amanda. We miss you. But this week was really good. What did you guys think of the episode? Loved it. I'm into it. I'm I into love it. whenever we get answers. Whenever things start to fill in, I can go, aha! Like I found out, but they just told me. I get really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Me too. I thought it was amazing. We got a ton of answers. We saw most of our favorite people. Some of our favorite people's storylines were a little lighter. Like Sarah, it was very Sarah heavy this episode, which is typical. But I would have liked to see a little bit more Helena. I was a bit like confused and not understanding, but we'll get into her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overall, great season so far. Great episode. Let's start off with MK. Ooh. Ooh, she. What do you guys Ooh. think of her in general? Wow, she knows how to fight sometimes, you yeah. know? You, she, she seems like a little lamb. Nope, little lamb's mm. got teeth and... <laughs> She's, what do they call it? A, a, a wolf, wolf in sheep's, sheep's clothing. clothing. Yeah, Boom. I definitely get that feeling from her. Um... I think she's a survivor, though. I think that she's done everything that she can to survive. I think the stunts Sarah pulled in this episode were really... I totally understand, like, her initial reaction to, like, how could you? You know I have trust issues. You know I haven't been able to reach out to any of the other clones. I already feel like I'm putting you in danger. And then to pull this, to call him. Yeah. But you gotta gotta do what you gotta do, kind of. I kind of see Sarah's thing. Like, she wants to work with everybody to find the answers but not everybody wants to work with each other you know well it's kind of sad because it's like we're sisters we're sisters but you know there's like now going to be different teams of sisters it seems like like a civil war for uh for (laughs) twins (laughs) clones not the twins well and I said this to you guys at the beginning of the uh before we started shooting I felt kind of stupid because when we saw Nikki who's a new clone to us Mm. I was like that looks a lot like Crystal. And sure. I was thinking, wait, did I get her name wrong last season? Was I confused? But no, we do get introduced to a new clone mm-hmm. who was very close to MK. There's more than one blonde girl that's a clone, you know? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Kelly. I'm just saying. Just standing up for the blondes over there. We all don't look alike. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, the clone blondes do because they're clones. Well- she seemed more like a natural blonde. No. <laughs> well, we're going to kind of get bits and pieces of MK, especially with uh, Sarah's storyline. So we're going to get into that in a little bit. But I just wanted to get your guys' opinion of her thus far because, you know, we feel bad for her. And then now do we, don't we? I really like MK. And I 
don't feel like we have to feel bad for her because she's kind of taking care of business yeah. on her own. Like, to learn her backstory was definitely kind of harrowing, but I think that she's come such a long way from there, and I just keep going back to the word survival. Like, she's going to make it. Like, it doesn't matter what else is going on. Like, MK is a survivor, and I think it's kind of cool to see out of the clones. Yeah. I think she's just like all the clones, you know, sticking up for what you believe in. You know, she believes this. Ferdinand's got to pay. You know, and he he does. You know, which uh, <laughs> well, he doesn't have to pay quite that much yet. But I I think we'll but I think we'll see an end of him. Yeah. That will stick with him for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's done a lot of things, but you know, so we have like the smaller, fun, more fun storylines, which I loved this episode, Allison, and she sends Donnie and Felix to the fertility clinic. Um, to get intel because she gets confronted by Trita at a coffee mm. shop who was in the she was in the first two episodes. She's alive. We weren't sure mm. kind of what happened to her post and baby free. Yeah, yes. or or ba- and, at least not in body. Yeah, where mm-hmm. is that baby? I have questions. I think I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a really good point actually because I just get this feeling the baby is not with her mm-hmm. or it's not alive. I don't know. And she doesn't have the creepy eyes anymore. She's not... She seems not to be a illusionist. Yeah, she used the phrase, I told you I was a carrier. I, I, she wanted that to be kept a secret, that she was a carrier. And I'm like, carrier for what? Did you inject yourself with something to give it to the baby on purpose? Are they experimenting with babies? There's so many unanswered questions. Yeah. Well, it does kind of seem that they might be, with this whole fertility clinic, that they are experimenting with babies babies yes. and pregnant women. Yes. But, you know, Felix and Donnie go in and pretend to be a gay couple, which was so fun. Donnie is the best. I'm just obsessed with him. Um, we have him coming in in our show in yeah! June, guys, by the way. So Sorry, excited. I forgot to announce that. Uh, so excited. Yeah, so exciting. going to be here in June, so that is so exciting. So everyone get prepared for that. But he did an amazing job in this episode. He was so funny. The comic relief, for sure. Yeah. Um, and when Felix asked him, he's like, do you have any gay friends? And No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, I forgot what the name of their town is. Oh, I know. It's it's like a, you know, those Canadians probably guys, know exactly what they're Guys, what's about. the name of the town that Allison and Donnie live in? You know. Yeah, help us out. It's very, like, general sounding, and I come from a town like that. So when he was like, no, specifically there, at least, like, 5%... Of your friends, at least, are gay. Yeah, and why is that? It. Has Felix, like, had sex with them? Probably. I feel like Felix is just like, dude, we're just normal people. Like, take it down a notch, Donnie. I mean, everybody wants to have sex with a bartender, and he did play the bartender mm-hmm. in one of Allison's That's uh, true. parties. Not everybody wants to have sex, but, Well, like, I mean, listen, Fee has got it. Like, he, he even had sex with a freaking coroner in, like, the first season, remember? He did! Mm-hmm. I forgot, but yeah, he did. Scarborough, Lucas says. Thank you, Lucas. Thanks, Lucas. And we have a really fun scene when they have to give their sperm samples, and um, <laughs> Donnie calls Allison asking for help. And she, it's weird because she puts on like a Helena esque accent. Or like Italian like Yeah, she's the Italian yeah. flight attendant. She was Italian. I didn't yeah. pick up Helena in there, but no. I really liked the whole, like, the fact that that's their role play this really, really corny, very bad Italian accent. And it, like, I guess they're having, like, lavatory sex is is the, like, mental image yeah. with the whole, like, you need to fasten your seatbelt thing. And I was like, what other kind of weird, un- like, hidden underneath kinks are you guys having here? This is a very strange but funny and relatable scene. It was Donnie. amazing. I love it. They're great. 
And he still seems like sweet and innocent, even when he's masturbating, which is yeah, like yeah, you're not grossed out by it at all. You're like, oh, these I know, Donnie, <laughs> like, what a sweetheart. Oh, he's just like, oh man. But also, there's this woman Portia that. Okay, explain this for me, fans and you guys here. So with this baby thing and the, what are they calling it? Brightborn? Um, yes, exactly. Which is the most cultish name ever. Like, the minute they said Brightborn, I was like, this is some weird cult. This is creepy. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, guys, we also Evie have Cho. Evie Cho coming in in a couple yes. of weeks. That Way to call her total evil, maniacal big bad for this season. Mm-hmm. What is she doing? Yeah, she's she's doing something, and she's we find out later that she's ahead of this all of everything. But this woman Portia, who uh, Allison has known from the neighborhood, whatever, couldn't have children. Now she can, so she kind of coerces this woman with real tears. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I totally. Yeah. I felt a switch. I felt like the beginning of that car scene was like, let me get some information out of you. You might know your situation changed, but mine didn't. So what do you know? And I think the more she talked, the more she kind of connected to her real situation. And I think I'm really glad the show explores these aspects, these like fertility issues. Because so many women have them and they don't really get talked about a lot. And it can be really frustrating. It's a long, super, super expensive process. So I'm glad they're kind of delving into it and kind of showing... I don't even want to say the desperation, but just the the desire to be like, I want my own child. Like mm-hmm. I, I love my kids that I already have that I adopted mm-hmm. and they're great, but I'm watching my sisters have babies that are gonna look like well, us. But <laughs> but she wants one of her own. And so I, I thought that was a really nice kind of human moment for Allison. It really was, because you know, we show we see her actress side again this week, which was a fun singing thing, you know, that she does and she's good at putting on a face and she's a gr- out of all the clones, I think she's the best actress. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is so crazy because we're still talking about like the same actual actress. Yeah. But it's amazing. <laughs> They're all pretty good though. Even Helena <laughs> does a pretty decent Allison. Yeah. Well, no, she does a pretty she what does she do? She did a semi decent um, it was either Sarah or Beth. I wasn't impressed with her, Allison. I was really surprised that no one like called her on that. I was more, yeah, I was more. Yeah, I was more not because I was expecting her to be worse. I think. Yeah, but I think the information made me more surprised, like that she knew everything. But she is well, a trained killer. Let's talk Anyways. about Helena then, because we didn't get a lot of her this episode. I know some fans wanted more. Mm. I personally did, and I was a little bit confused because Donnie tells her that. Allison's basically jealous of her mm-hmm. and to tone it down. So then she just um what what she what? just she just feel she doesn't want to hurt Allison anymore. So she's like I know see her Allison probably seeing me get pregnant. It's a big like it's that's what's causing tra- trauma. So she doesn't want to hurt her sister, I feel like. I feel like this is kind of a good good Helena showing. She's like I but Helena, she's not the smartest. She thinks oh, I got to leave. Forget it. I'm just leaving. I'm not gonna. Yeah, because she doesn't yeah, want me here. I definitely don't know if Allison yeah. could handle the whole pregnancy. Like it already seemed like she's really fracturing at home. Like, and it's in a controlled Allison way, but she's definitely not as comfortable there. She's been doing really great work outside of the house, though. She's and I'm loving seeing her kind of. I don't want to call it a crime boss. I think that's a step too far. But the whole kind of espionage thing that she's starting to get into and taking more control and kind of exploring outside of her depths is really cool to me. Um, I think Helena was just... Like, clearly, I think she's got, like, such a a great relationship with Donnie. Like, they work really, really well together. Mm -hmm. I don't think she wants to get in the way. She would never do anything to hurt any of the sisters. Like, that's kind of been her main thing since season one, even. It's like, 
I'm not here to hurt the sisters. Well, when she stopped trying to yes, kill them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Halfway through season one, she was like, this is maybe not the healthiest thing for me to do when she learned that she could have she a connection through sister. Sarah. Yeah, they yeah. realized they're sisters, not just, like, other clones, you know? Yeah, and, you know, she leaves. We don't know what's going to happen with her. She does not belong on her own with these two babies inside of her. Really? I yeah. think she'll be fine. My guess, and I'm hoping, that my this is kind of my prediction, is that she's going to go look for Farmer Boy clone. Even mm. though, because is she is she aware that is she aware that what that he's still yeah I don't know I, I'm not sure it's it's kind of unclear what she is aware of and like what where she's going what she thinks is going to happen you know we just have a little taste of her and I'm a big fan as she, I know Kelly is so. yeah and she buries her uh, science babies. That the was, nitrogen? Oh. The nitrogen? That's I was, what it was? I was super confused by that. I was like, what is... I'm so confused. What's she doing? And then Ave Maria, you know, playing in the background, so... Yeah. I thought the... the I don't know if it was necessarily a prayer, but the words she spoke over the grave, I thought, were really eloquent in a Helena way. They were just really kind of cute and charming, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell uh, your twin babies about our adventures together. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to be such a great mom. Because I, she's a child. I don't. <laughs> you don't? I, she I think takes she'll really be good care of the babies. Good with like playing with them and stuff, exactly. but not washing their butts and stuff. Because she doesn't wash her own butt, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really. Eating with a fork and knife. She's just learning those things, like yeah. literally. So I, the babies, I think. Ooh, okay, I'm going to save this for predictions, but I came up with a really good one. I got it. Okay, <laughs> so next we have my favorite, Cosima. And, Yay. you know, we only get a little bit of her. And this is what is annoying me about Sarah. To me, Cosima is in the most immediate danger. Mm-hmm. And everyone stopped worrying about her. And now she's trying to fix everyone else's problems. But I feel like she can't do anything for Cosima. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have the science background that a lot of her sisters have. She doesn't have the ability to do the research because Seema's in the best place like I mean she's in the most immediate danger but she can't get her any more help they they put her in the best possible place and she's constantly to trying to heal herself you know mm-hmm. she knows what I feel like she would let us um never mind I was gonna say I feel like she would let us know when she's worse but she wouldn't because no. it's Kasima. um but also I think I, I, I think what's I think Sarah thinks that what she's more important because Nobody knows what this is. They kind of know what Kasima's illness is. And it's slowing. You know, she's not... It doesn't seem like she's coughing up blood or anything anymore. Yeah, it's So it's kind slowed. of in a remission-ish yeah. thing. It's but livable. I, I totally yeah. understand your hesitation with Sarah, though. Like, she's pushing everyone away. And kind of a really... I mean, I don't... It's, it's not violent, but it's, it's re- very reactionary. Where it's like, you have relied on these girls for, what is our time span, six months? Something mm-hmm. like that. And for you now to just be like, you guys don't understand, have thing in my cheek and I have to go out and, like, lone wolf everything. Like, you've, they've been there for you. Nobody's yeah. ever let you down. All you have to do is communicate the plan and pretty much everyone is like, yes, go. Yeah, I didn't like how she snapped at Allison, like, pull your own weight. She pulls her weight, And girl. then some. And she's yeah. the only one looking out for your brother right now who you're just so upset that he wants to find some kind of other connection outside of you. Yeah. I understand that she's under a lot of pressure, but the whole, like, leaving her daughter kind of in the dust, her brother, she's okay with S for the first time, like, ever. But, you know, and then to do that to MK, when you know MK has issues... I just feel like 
she's gonna alienate herself to the point of where like she's doing it on her own and the sisters are gonna have to come together and save her or um kill her like her daughter said scary no i hope not but then they, they had to oh, yeah God, what is i going don't know on? well you know then we'll get into the bulk of the episode which really is sarah stuff mm. and that starts with kasima because kasima gets the head from dr leaky it's the dr leaky head which <laughs> is just like what they just ship that they just like what put it in a how did they get that head this freeze thing? freeze dried ice or what is that dry ice package just ship they don't check hey things smell they're not gonna suspect anything yeah. as long as there are no perfumes in there you're good to go they're like we'll ship it or yeah, anything like ticking <laughs> or vibrating or if it's not any weed or there's you know it's like the dog can smell it then it's oh, a head fine and they find out this stuff about the chip because dr leaky had it and it's still kind of like living inside the tumor that yeah, he had that's crazy mm-hmm. and let me just say how gross it was from the scene with donnie though when he was masturbating then cut to the scene with Casima. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> It was so nasty. I really liked that. I was like, come on, Orphan. I love you guys. I mean, I kind of loved it, but I was just like, (laughs) semen, gross. (laughs) But, you know, then we get into Sarah, and yeah, she's freaking out. She's going everywhere, doing everything, and she goes, there's this guy, Dizzy. What do you think of this dude? Do you think he's hot at all? First of all, no. <laughs> is he hot? Um, let me just because no. am I like having weird like feelings or am I a freak? Yes. No, yeah. I feel like yeah. the actor is attractive. I feel like what? the character isn't. But here's the difference: the actor no. might walk a red carpet and be like, "Hey, what's up?" But in the show, I'm concerned about his position of power, and I really don't need Sarah rushing into another kind of fruitless relationship with a guy you barely know who can't give you much of anything. Like, this is the last thing she needs right now is a love interest. Especially like, focus. Kira's dad is way hotter. Is the bomb. Like, if this, if, if like Raj dude is like a six, a like, her, like, baby daddy is easily a ten. Oh my god, Did he's gorgeous. Did you make him a six? No. No, it's a garage dude is like a six. Yeah. You were no, saying he's no, even saying, lower than a six. Yeah, no. What? I would not oh, give him Get out of here. Four. <laughs> oh, they're just dirtying him up. And, you know, he has this tie with MK, which is, we still don't exactly know how they met or whatever. I'm confused how, why he she trusts him so much. That's, like, again, stupid she decisions. She took his phone and she gave it back and she's like, tell me, like, tell me everything about MK. Like, how do you know? He could be a neolutionist or something, you know? Isn't, didn't she meet met him at ne, uh, Club Neolution, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, exactly. So, again, I think she's rushing into a lot yeah. of really poor decisions in the same way two episodes ago when she went to the house to investigate and saw Like, she's just rushing headfirst into things without thinking, without consulting anyone else. Essa's right there for you. She's been through it all. She's definitely there to protect you, although maybe not. She, I mean, she's, she, she's there for you, but I get, I feel like Essa still has secrets. Yeah. She does, and I mean, yeah. she knows Fernadad. I say that right, Ferdinand. Ferdinand. I Ferdinand. I kept on writing it as Ferdinand. I was like Fernadad. That doesn't sound right, Fernadad. Ferdinand. I can't say it, Ferdinand. 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 That's gonna be my future son's name because I'm just gonna be butchering it constantly. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ferdinand. You know, him and Mrs. S have this past together, kind of, and we start kind of the episode a little at the beginning in Sarah's storyline with Mrs. S. 
Ferdinand and Sarah are talking about what's in her cheek. And, you know, they know that it's Rachel's, you know, mom, basically Susan or Bert, whatever, her original guardian. Mm-hmm. That's the only one that might have the answer well, to Susan this. Susan is a stone cold bee. Oof. Oh, my God. I immediately mm. hate her. Like, after this episode, I was like, I'm looking forward to Susan's death more than, like, Ferdinand's and more than anyone else. Like, Susan can go. Yeah, because she doesn't seem to have any kind of um, compassion, compassion or mothering. Like even Ferdinand, he is he loves Rachel, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's really why he's doing all of this. Can I just say I really like the way he described their future together <laughs> as of, like your little cottage out in the woods until we're ready to rise to power and take over everything. And I was like, this is the man I want to marry, <laughs> not Ferdinand, but a guy who's just like, yeah, we're gonna be a power couple and take over the world. Yes, sir. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> It was, it was, you know, it's interesting to see more about him because at the, for the time being, we kind of like him. We don't like him, but we need him. Like Sarah needs him. And also he's a good comedic, oh, yes. you know. He was in True Blood, remember? We were talking mm-hmm. about True Blood before the show started. I He's oh, been in a right. lot of shows like this. And yeah. yeah. I, he's a great character actor, and he brings a lot of energy to a scene. Like, the whole scene with MK, like the range of emotions emotions that he's able to hit mm-hmm. in there and still feel like within the scene and not go too far I thought was really really well executed yeah and I was just about to say it's like him and uh, the actress that plays Rachel but it's like that's freaking you know Tatiana, Tatiana again <laughs> hey. keeps on getting me every time I'm like mm-hmm. that actress is so great they're so different nope they're the same but Dizzy back to this guy he is helping Sarah and Sarah again breaks the first rule of clone club don't talk about clone club and he straight up asks yeah she's so desperate that she mm-hmm. just tells a secret just spills it really fast Here's the thing. What do you guys think Sarah thinks is in her cheek? Is it just the fear of the unknown that's making her act this way? Is it having been under this much pressure? Is she going like a Beth way? I don't understand 100%. Also, like, now that she knows that anything that, if it touches it the wrong way, it'll, like, buzz and kill her. But see, I think that video freaked her out. Like, she doesn't want to die. That's fair. I was wondering, though, because I thought when they would biopsy the tumor that it would spill out like we saw on the guy's cheek. But it didn't, which made me wonder if it's some kind, if it can be weaponized, if somebody can control it to make it release like that, because they're not going to be tracking that one anymore. That guy hasn't been around. They, I guess they probably assume he's dead at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing happened when his was exposed to air. And they, she has no, Kasima has no way of knowing like how to handle it because she hasn't dealt with it before. So I'm really curious as to what its actual, I don't even know purpose, but because they kind of touch on that, but. I'm pretty sure we're all super curious. (laughs) Well, you know, it changes your DNA, which can essentially change who you are as a person, which um, I think is what happened to Beth. And they said that Beth, this wasn't, like, she didn't kill herself. She was pushed to kill herself. And that, um, God, the... the Megabot. Yeah, Megabot guy, um, who is the undercover, the guy that works at the police station. Oh, the glasses. Yes. He saw Beth right before her death. So perhaps he put that in her cheek. And it's like, it's as though they are computers that someone is controlling, you know? And then they can just be like, okay, go crazy. Do this. That might explain, and if it's feeding off and kind of reacting to its host, that might explain why Sarah's having this downward spiral. Yeah, because you know what? She's always seemed so, like screw me, I care about my daughter and I kind of care about everyone else. She's always been a martyr. But now all of a sudden she's so concerned with herself constantly and risking 
everyone and everything, and it just doesn't seem like her to me. She's our hero. Mm -hmm. But now she's just obsessed. But it is, I mean, it's a freaky thing. Think about taking time bombing your cheek. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think also, like, she's always, even though it's always got out of control, she still had a little bit of control. And now with this thing in her cheek, she's like, I don't really have control. What if this thing just changes me? you know, like, kills me or whatever, then I don't have control of, like, protecting my daughter or everything. So she wants to get it out so she could go back to normal and protecting her and everything. Well, and they're almost starting from square one. I mean, if it's been six months of, like, holy crap, I'm a clone, holy crap, there's a secret organization behind it, holy crap, like, I have to deal with, like, my daughter's kind of an anomaly and now valuable to these very evil people and I have to keep her safe and I have to keep my sisters together and I have this family now. And as soon as they thought they were out, like, here comes the illusion to show, like, there's a whole other side and a new secret organization. And the sister that I never know but have really weird flashback conversations with, basically, I took her position and she failed, you know? And I feel like she's probably getting to a point now where all of that is just, it's got to hit some kind of point. You can't do this at this speed forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And when her and MK kind of come together again in this episode she dizzy she goes to dizzy initially to bring her to mk because when she tries to go to mk mk does the thing she did with beth which is the computer thing Mm -hmm. and mk says she's trying to protect them by doing this every time you know i why is it her specifically that she thinks will put everybody in danger as opposed to all the other clones who are fine being with each other oh i think because of what the um what do they call it not the execution helensky is that what you're talking about yeah Helsinki. Helsinki, Hel- yeah. Yeah, here we, we go. We got there. Um, <laughs> I forgot uh, what Ferdinand refers to it as. Maybe it was the cleansing. He's like, I knew one of you escaped. Um, I think it's because of that. Like, she saw her sister burned alive, like, and was unable to do anything. And I think the trauma of that, and if I'm close to anyone, if we stay together, we'll be found. So if I stay away yeah. from you, but can just give you this information that to help you survive. Like, it's the same reason I think she leaves the house afterwards. She's like... I don't really care what happens to him now. I have planned this whole thing. I got to this point. What you do is mm-hmm. on you. But I've done what I need to do and I have to get out or we're both in danger. Do you no, think, I agree. Do you think that MK blames herself for Nikki's death? 100%. But she was a clone, too. It's not like she was just an innocent bystander. She was part of this as well. I don't think she blames herself for Nikki's death, but I think she it, she it's on her to to fight for... Avenge it. Avenge it, exactly. Yeah, I it, it's very, she's a very complicated character. Again, I I, I really like how they're evolving her because mm-hmm. she kind of starts off as this innocent lamb, and we feel bad for her. And now she's kind of a this, fighter. Yeah, she's absolutely a fighter. And Sarah is going against her, and she ends up getting dizzy to track her and. Then she realizes that MK has been tracking Sarah, and she sends um, Ferdinand a text from Sarah's phone to meet them at Beth's house, to meet her at Beth's house, whom Mm -hmm. he thinks is Sarah. And yeah, then she does the bomb thing, which happened earlier in the episode when they go to her lair. She's like a genius. She really is. She's probably, she is probably yeah. she's the smartest, I think, that we... Well, no, Cosima is still really smart. <laughs> smart in technology. Cosima's smart in science. I guess yeah, in medical branch of stuff. science. Yeah. 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 Did anyone else think it was interesting? I, so, so I can't remember the mechanic dude that Sarah's using right now. Dizzy. Uh, Dizzy. Dizzy spotted that bomb fast. And I'm wondering, like, it made me be like, Army? How do you know these things? How are you looking for a pressure plate bomb? Well, look at his... 
his house. You know, it's kind of similar. Fair. And also, he knows MK. I don't trust him. You know, I don't trust him that much either, but I think he does know MK more than anybody else except Beth. Sure. Well, not to skip around too much, but I forgot to ask you guys this. Speaking of people we don't trust, do we trust this woman, Adele, that is um, Felix's... Um, that's her name, a right? Biological or, mo- yeah, uh, sister? No, sister, yeah. yeah. And because we, we get her mentioned a couple times this episode, but we don't see her again. And it just keeps on being mentioned that maybe you shouldn't trust her. And in the scenes from next week, we see like her being mentioned again to maybe not trust her. So I don't know. I mean, because you have to be careful. There's always moles. I feel You're like... You're playing real Sarah right now. Yeah. You're being a real Sarah. And I really feel like Sarah's become paranoid. Yeah. And I think that... My guess is just, just, I don't think so. I don't think Adele is anything to worry about. I think Sarah is a little jealous, and I think she's become paranoid and letting anyone yeah. new into their life. She's a red herring. She's fine, you know? She's just That's my guess. Look, at she's like, no. I'm like, I can't wait till I'm right. What do you guys think? Uh, Lucas Farlow says, I don't trust Adele yet. Yeah, Jessica doesn't think she's a ploy. Yeah, me neither. Me neither, Jessica. <laughs> I don't know, guys. But, you know, all we do know is that MK hates Ferdinand and she does the whole bomb thing and she ends up taking $3.7 million of his money, which was pretty cool. Cha-ching. That was really boss. She was like, oh, I know. Type in your password. Mm-hmm. Do it now. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she was planning on blowing him up, right? Mm. Until Sarah got there. And then plans change so then she said okay let's transfer 3.7 million dollars to my accountant screw you over but she was gonna kill him i think she's still gonna try to kill him yeah honestly so she's not gone for good you don't no, think no no way i don't think so no i think she'll need she knows space. too much not only does she know too much i think she cares too much i think she's trying to convince herself like i don't really care i had a sister she died and what's most important now is like i stay alive and if i can give information i will I think that's what she tells herself. I think that she really has a deep desire to make sure nobody else dies. And Sarah hits on that in there. She's like, we can focus on the sisters that are still alive. We don't have to just remember the dead. Um, So I definitely think she'll be back to help sisters. But then MK leaves when she says that. And she she tells Sarah. I don't think she's going to become part of the core group. I think she likes helping from the fringes where she feels safe and like she can't put anyone else in harm. Mm -hmm. But I don't think she can stay away either. Okay. That's a that's an interesting point. I'm not sure. I I hope that we see her again because I think she's a fascinating character, but I don't think she really cares about the rest of them. Like like you said, she's not going to be part of the core group. Yet. I want her to. Also fair. Also fair. I really do want her to. And then Mrs. S comes in and kind of saves the day and cuts the wire. To... <laughs> that scene was hilarious. I know. You will not get up until I have left. Yeah, it's like she's not even really <laughs> quite sure of what she's doing. She's yeah. like, don't do it, don't do it, Sam. Give me some time to be prepared. How are you ever going to be prepared? Yeah, I wouldn't. (laughs) No. But now Sarah has Ferdinand, like, on her side. You know, she helped him. He helped her. They saved each other's lives. But he's... I understand why MK was so angry with her. Because he is, like, the enemy. He's one of the enemies. One Mm -hmm. of the many enemies. Mm -hmm. And he is a specific enemy that killed her sister, best friend, whatever. And I get it, and that makes and seeing this from MK's eyes, I feel like I'm mad at Sarah too. Oh, definitely. We you didn't do near enough vetting of this guy to make sure that he's cleared and good to go. I, I can't like I totally understand that you want, but people everybody's working their best to get that thing out of your mouth. 
And you know, I gotta, I gotta play a Sarah right now okay. and be like, she had to do what she had to do. You know, desperate times call for desperate measures. You just, she's just paranoid about that bug in her mouth, and she's like, I need to, as fast as possible, guys, just work together just for a second. You know, this is just a different mission. You know, but back then you were a bad guy in that mission, but this mission you're a good guy. So let's just be good to each other. Well, it was also interesting what Sarah said to MK about, like, you took me out of Iceland, and I was safe and happy for a very small time, and you kind of led me on this thing that was goose chase. You didn't really need me. Mm-hmm. Except that she called to give a warning. Exactly. Like, they're coming for you, and you need to leave. And that's, again, Sarah not looking at a whole situation. She's so consumed by herself and her issues which are directly related to everybody else. Like, if she would take two seconds to pivot and, like, look around at the full situation, I I dragged you out of Iceland to save you because your daughter's premonition wasn't going to come fast enough. Like, I made sure you got out safe and had enough time to get away. I'm just so frustrated with Sarah right now. Uh, <laughs> the whole time, I am I'm too. like, what are you doing? Because if this was all to save Kira, if Kira had the thing in her cheek, then I would get it. I would totally. understand. But it's, and it's not that I don't understand her trying to save herself, but it seems to be above everything and everybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just think it's a little bit, like, anti of our hero that we're supposed to be following. And plot-wise, like, story structure-wise, I feel like this is a, a good time for this. Like, I can't be mad at the writers. I just, as a fan and of, like, somebody who always get like, it's so great to see Sarah achieve and do well. So it's it's disheartening, but not upsetting, I guess, to see yeah. her go through this phase. And like we, like we mentioned before, I do think that we're going to maybe find out that the chip has something to do with perhaps her character change mm-hmm. a little bit. On that note, I want to get into Rachel a little bit who we see again, and, you know, we have Ira, who is one of the other set of clones, and she is very wrapped, she's trapped and sending messages, but she's wrapped up in the thing with Charlotte, which, as she should be, because Charlotte's kind of her Mm daughter-ish. And, you know, Susan, her mother, kind of, for all intents and purposes, is the one locking her there. I just think that... We need a lot more answers on that front. But I'm really liking what they're doing with her character because last year we were hated her so much, just like we hate mm-hmm. Susan now. It's mm-hmm. showing that she does have feelings, you know, like for that Charlotte. What did you guys think about her decision-making with Charlotte? Did you feel like... Like, which part was true? I think she was just telling Susan what she, Susan wanted to hear. You know, but even in knew. the end, she had a chance to be like, because I totally agree with you. Like, I, she was even like, that's what you wanted to hear, right? And I, I felt a sense of like playing the game there. Like, yeah, I yeah. need to figure out because that's her jailer. If she wants to get out, she wants to the outside world. She does have to kind of play Say this right game. Thing. Yeah. But I also found it kind of shocking that she didn't. Uh, I really thought we were gonna have a change of heart. Like at the last minute, when she was like, "And per your request, we're not gonna do anything with Charlotte," and I was like. And this is where you say something. And this, right now, is where you become a human being. And it just never happened. I was like, come on, we're so close. But they weren't sure exactly what they could do with Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of like a lose lose, potentially lose lose situation. And that was a part as well that I was a little bit confused about. I didn't really understand what Charlotte's like diet, like, you know, what was going to fix her, what it was that they were going to do. I don't really think they even knew. But I guess it was a risk. And. I don't know, but we see her have heart. 
Yeah, I mean, and that was good. The small and I, one, but it's still there. I have a feeling that, because Charlotte and her are, uh, like all clones, are very kind of connected, and that's, like, specifically clone made of her. Um, so I'd be interested to see if they maybe pull, like, a, a switcheroo a little later on, because she is not getting along with her mother figure at all. I don't think they like each other. I think maybe they might be playing a long con together, which I think would be fun. Rachel and Charlotte? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. in a way they are, but then Susan finds out that, like, I know that you've been sending messages out mm-hmm. and contacting people, but then she hasn't, like, seemed that angry, which threw me I off. I mean, she's been trying, like, she, she knows uh, Rachel's not a dummy. She's gonna ca- try and work her way out of there. So yeah. I feel like that's why she's not surprised, because why would you be that content, like, living in some place you don't even know where? You're gonna try and get out, you know? Mm-hmm. And it made me sad that Rachel or uh, Charlotte was like, "Well, your room is a lot better than mine." When where are they keeping Charlotte? Was my same question. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, this room is big. Is it just a size thing? Like, are you in like a cell? Mm-hmm. I are you being brought into like? Because we have no idea what Charlotte and Susan's kind of conversations are outside of that room. Like, is she being asked to play some kind of game or like yeah, manipulate tr- Rachel in mm-hmm. some way? It's all very concerning. Like, I just I want Rachel out of there, which is so weird because at the la- end of last season, I would have been like, keep her there forever. She deserves it. And now I'm like, you, we have to get her out of there. I mean, I still want her in there. I don't trust her either. So I don't either, but it's nice to see that she has this soft spot for mm-hmm. a little girl, kind of, that she, I do think that her heart is in the right place in that, in that story. Everybody line. has a soft spot, though, I feel like. Look at, look at Helena. She was a killer and she softened up pretty quick. Exactly. But even when we saw Helena for the first time, season one, we were just like, what a dope, like, whoa. She's crazy, but she's so fascinating and cool. When we first met Rachel, I was like, this is the first clone. I actually am like, screw you. Go away. Please, please, please go away. I don't Mm -hmm. like you. Yeah. But now she... She's interesting. And clarify for me some things with the Charlotte clones. Mm. Are because um, her and the caster clone Ira, Rachel, and him were talking about the other clones that were made, like the Charlotte clones. That's what I'm calling them. I don't think there's a name for them yet. So this, they're a clone of a clone, basically. Mm-hmm. I guess. And they're not living, like they don't really last long. Then why do they make them? Because they're trying to try and get one to live. Because they want to keep. They're this... sciencing them. Yeah. We, we can make it bigger and stronger and better the further we go on. So. They keep dying, and then by figuring out how... That's why they choose to let Charlotte deteriorate. We, she's the youngest uh, to deteriorate this quickly. We can study her, figure out maybe what's going on, get some research, and then start again with a new batch of clones. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, guys, let's get into some predictions. Ooh. Oh, man. Oh, I said... Ooh. There we go. <laughs> and now, your After Buzz TV predictions. All right, start us off, girl. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm really, I guess my prediction is that uh, next week we're going to figure out a lot more about Brightborn. Um, and I really hope Evie Cho is featured more prominently next week. I want to know where these babies are going, what's happening with them, uh, who is kind of following this cultish thing. Some people are getting their babies back, but we haven't seen others. I just, I'm, I'm obsessed with this organization already. Um, especially the spin of, like, we're making the world better one baby at a time. 
then why do you have to keep it so secret? Like, who doesn't want accolades for, like, we make better babies. Like, mm-hmm. it's easier for you and for the world, and they're going to be smarter. Uh, Army babies. Exactly. That's shady as hell, and I need more information. Yeah. Okay. I think we're going to see MK again. She's not gone for good. It's a little baby prediction, but... I think she's gonna not not to be no, but I think she's gonna help out. She's gonna realize. I mean, there's a reason why she called Sarah out of nowhere to be like, "You need to get out of there," you know? Yeah. So she's gonna gonna realize who's important, you know? I agree with you, and I think that at the end of the day, she might end up semi like sacrificing herself in some way to save her Mm -hmm. sisters, um, in a way that she didn't with Nikki. And I also, this was my prediction I was talking about earlier that came to me. I think that Helena is going to end up giving her babies to Allison. Whoa. I can see that. Or at least one of them, maybe. Or somehow she's going to end up with them because Helena gets taken or can't do it. I don't know, but I I think that's... happening if Helena dies, which thematically I could totally see. I don't want at all, but I could definitely see the the first, like, her fight-or-flight instinct is non-existent. It's just fight. Um, and she's always rushing in to help the sisters, like, diving in front of bullets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, I think she probably would leave them to Allison if anything happened. But, yeah. oh, my gosh, she's giving them away? I don't know if I see well, all that. I, I mean, she has two, so maybe she'll be like, you have one, yeah. I have one. <laughs> you take one, Sister. I take one. But also, you know, Allison wants her own children, but they have the same DNA, so essentially it is kind of like similar but then it's Sarah and Helena that have like the exact so I don't know that's what I think let us know what you guys think please in the comments tweet at us for the week thank you so much for tuning in one more time guys where can everyone find you on social media throughout the week check me out at Joelle Monique hit me up on black girl nerds I'm around hey I'm Kelly McInerney you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Holly Weirdo I'm on the SNL After Buzz show. Not tonight, but I will be back next week. And then Silicon Valley, I lead host at 10. Awesome. And you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at samdavidsonentertainment.com. Twitter and Instagram, CMD43. I'll be on the Vampire Diaries right here in the same studio in a few minutes. So check me out there if you want. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 